Today's episode of Pushing Through is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. DirecTV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, I call you the guard guru, and that's what you like to call yourself sometimes on this podcast. And we got to talk about one of your favorite guards in basketball Ooh. to top, to you know, start this show off right where we want to, and that's Ja Morant, because the grit and grind Grizzlies are five and zero while Ja has been sidelined, and they continue to churn out Ws. And uh, what are you seeing down at Memphis? I want to start there because we got to talk about John Moran and what's going on with his team because they look like they're they're building a winning culture, uh, so to speak. Five and zero since he went down. How about that? You know, I was looking at this team. I think last night they mm. beat Miami. Did they beat Miami? Is That's it, is what I was looking at too. I was yes. looking at the, their team and I said it's interesting that they are winning without John Moran. And they've put together a five-game winning streak, like you just mentioned. So I think the culture down there is solid. I love what they're doing. I love how they're playing. But more importantly, when you add talent like a John Morant to the mix, now you can have some realistic expectations. So they look like this team right here. They look like this team here currently as constructed it's ready to take a leap, and hopefully John Morant gets back out on the court sooner than, sooner rather than later because you know that's my favorite. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to have favorites. Yeah, That's know. my favorite player to watch. That's must-see TV. Mm. And, you know, I'm asking why. why. Why is he not out there on the court? I need him. I need John Morant in my life. Me too. Me too. And I think the rest of the NBA does. And obviously this is John Morant's first push. Uh, A lot of people have him listed, you know, most improved player. I don't think he's really in that category because he's already been at such an elite level. I think he could be in the MVP conversation, not to say that he's going to be the MVP favorite, but he could be in the conversation and he should be an all-star this year. It should be his first year as an all-star. So there's some things to look forward to. um, If you're a Memphis fan, if you're a John Morant fan, but then when you look at the rest of this team, Dylan Brooks, um, you know, Triple J, I mean, they, they got some, they have some some firepower on this team around. Some nice John. pieces. They have some yeah. really nice pieces, Tate. So I'm excited, and mm. I didn't anticipate this when John Morant went out that they were going to put together a winning streak. Let alone show me that they this is a team that can beat quality teams. I mean, they beat the Miami they beat the Miami Heat last night. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this. I'm really looking forward to his return, and. Do we now start to put them in the category and say we expect them to be in the playoffs? Yeah, I think that I think they're trying to get over that line, you know, into the five six range as opposed yes. to the seven eight. Whether while the, you know, then they have to deal with the playing game, and then last year they probably got a lot of confidence from what they were able to do to Steph Curry and the Warriors in that play in scenario. So uh, it's good things going on in Memphis, but you know, mentioning Steph Curry, I do want to point out, BJ, that he is sixteen threes away. From breaking Ray Allen's three-point record, so he will go down as the all-time, you know, greatest three-point shooter in NBA history. Sixteen more threes. Um, it could be in Indiana. 
You know, and there's a lot of people that think that could be poetic because of his relationship to Reggie Miller, obviously. But Steph Curry, I mean, there was a time that no one thought that Ray Allen's record had even a chance of being broken. But Steph Curry broke basketball for a little bit, as we know, and uh, <laughs> and started making 400 threes a season, which was unheard of beforehand. And now he's about to break Ray Allen. And uh, I just wanted to point that out. Well, when history, when we revisit the history of Steph Curry in his era. Mm -hmm. Without question, we will say he was the greatest shot maker. Not the greatest three-point shooter. The greatest shot maker of this generation. Mm. I also think it's time to put him in a discussion to say that, you know, when you talk about a player of his magnitude, because now he's reaching that superstar, superstar status. You know, you're going to say Steph Curry had an impact on the way you play the game, the way you prepare for the game. But more importantly, he gave us viewers a way to look at the game in a way that we didn't do prior to his era, to when he started playing professional basketball. He widened the scope. Well, he, he, created, he created a lane for mm -hmm. himself. And not only for himself, but when you watch college basketball, mm -hmm. you see the impact of Steph Curry. When you watch high school basketball, <laughs> when you watch pro basketball, when you watch players training now in the summer, you can see the Curry effect. Steph Curry has had an impact on the game. Look at Brooke Lopez. <laughs> Brooke Lopez became a stretch five. Everyone has been impacted by his accuracy and shot-making ability. Mm -hmm. Most people are in the gym getting up shots. Steph Curry has figured out how to make shots. He's a shot-maker. He's a mm -hmm. professional shot-maker. You know, when I first saw Steph, I didn't realize how great of a shooter or how great of a shot-maker he was. He just makes shots. I think now, that's a great. I think that's a great, uh, you know, way to really categorize what he is because there, there's such a playground element. To, it's not just the three point shots that he makes. I mean, he makes circus shot. I mean, he is a shot maker, as you said. Well, he he makes shots. You know, and the reason I say a shot maker is because I had a coach, a shooting coach, when I was in college, and he would track how many shots I made. Mm. He said, there's no point of us coming in here getting up shots. Let's track how many shots you can make. And then once you find the place that you can actually make shots, let's perfect that. Mm. And it always stuck with me. And sometime later, I asked him, I was like, why, why, why are we always just making shots? He wasn't interested in just getting up shots. He would say, because... In order for you to be a pro, a professional, you got to find out and how to get to the place where you can make the most shots. And then let's perfect that. That's called perfecting your craft. It, so, it, and if and if I were, I mean, if if I were to take from so Curry is that kind of mindset. He's a shot maker. I think Kobe Bryant was very similar. He's a shot maker. I, I think Michael Kobe Jordan Bryant is a shot is maker. What I, what I, yes. They are, but I think their real talent is create. They they are what I call creators. They're shot mm. creators. Mm. They there's an art to this. There's an art. 
the art of the late Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan is they can create shots because they can play in less than four to five seconds and just create a shot. That's an art. They're <laughs> shot creators. They're, they're people who just create shots. That, that's, a, that's a gift. That is a, that is a true, true gift. Just Derrick Rose, he could just create shots. Three, two, one, he could create a shot. Kevin Durant can just create a shot. Mm-hmm. There are shot makers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a shot maker. He made shots. Larry Bird, he made shots. You get happy Larry, birthday, Larry Bird. Yeah, happy birthday to the legend. We call him Tweety here. This is what we call <laughs> him. You know, <laughs> we call him Tweety. You know, there are some people who can just create shots. There are some people who make shots. Steph Curry is a shot maker. I mean, he makes – you and I may go out to the three-point – I mean, to the half court and just try to make a shot. Steph Curry will do it off one leg and figure out how to protect – how to perfect it. I watched him the other night make a shot from the stands. <laughs> <laughs> You, you go look it up on YouTube. Yeah, that's what he does. Look, I love it. My my son, who I, I, I think I just study my son. You know, it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah. I study my son. It's great to have him back. You know what I mean? I think my, it's great for the show, too. You know, My son <laughs> did something the other day that I, I it was the most fascinating thing to me ever. He hands me over an Instagram post of Steph Curry, of Steph Curry warming up mm. before the game. Now, he didn't hand me his, you know, highlights from the game. He wanted me to see his highlights before the game. That's why Warriors fans go early, because they want to see Steph Curry warm up. This guy makes shots. He just makes the most incredible shots. He's like a globetrotter. It's not, but it's the globetrotters, you, you, know, you, you'll have, you know, I've been to a globetrotter experience. And they'll, <laughs> they'll do, you know, maybe it'll take them four or five times. Yeah, Steph's better right. than the Globetrotters. Yeah. Steph, no, this is what Steph Curry does. <laughs> this is like, no, this is my this is my routine. Yeah. So I mean, he plays different sports before. They're like, you know, he'll play dodgeball out there. I mean, he's he basically is at recess. I think that's why kids identify with Steph Curry too when they watch him play because it is like a kid having fun at recess and just he, trying out trick shots, and <laughs> it, fun, it's like his the, playground. The fun factor for Steph Curry is incredible. And yeah. And it you rubs know. off on the other guys. I mean, you look at Gary Payton uh, Jr., you look at Damian Lee, you look at the other guards that are with him. Um, obviously, Clay, when Clay comes well, back, they all have a know, great time. Here's the thing about Steph. Here's the thing that I try to learn how to do as a pro. Mm. You know, we always, you know, it's a term we always hear hard work. And we associate hard work with success. But no one ever says to be successful, have fun. Steph Curry has made. You don't hard hear work. that reminder too much. Yeah, you, Steph Curry makes hard work look fun. <laughs> That's and what he's done. Like, and it's infectious. No, yeah. let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about Steph Curry that I have the utmost respect. I could shoot a little bit, Tate, just a little bit. I couldn't shoot like this guy, and there was forty-five percent three-point shooter. I could shoot a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> but I respect how hard it is to get to that point. And there's a lot of hard work. There's been some great, like, I've worked out with Reggie Miller. I've worked out with Chris Mullen. I've worked out with, you know, 
Dale Curry and Glenn Rice, and there was just some great shooters. Craig Hodges, you know, Steve Kerr. There's been some mm. phenomenal, phenomenal Trent shooters. Tucker. Trent Tucker, all these guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. But no one made it look as fun as Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't recall us going, hey, guys, let's go to the gym and have fun. <laughs> it was like, let's go to the gym. Let's get focused and, and get this work in. This guy makes it look like, man, I missed the party. Like, mm-hmm. I was working out when I should have been at the party. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry makes this look so enjoyable that I want to go out in my backyard right now and try the shots that he's doing in the game. And but so do know, kids. And, I mean, but you know what? That's he's not he, – he makes it look easy, but listen to me, Tate. That is – he has perfected a craft of making shots in any way possible. And he makes it look fun. Mm-hmm. But he's made hard work look fun. It's kind of like being a farmer and you go, man, farming, that's fun. Like I did, <laughs> You know what I mean? He makes hard work look like, yeah, getting up at 6 a.m., I can't wait to do that and mm-hmm. go to work the next day. He yeah. makes it look so fun. And it's a joy to really watch him play. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the rest of the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And if you're like me, you love to explore new wines, but you're not always sure what you need to get. And I really don't want to be disappointed when I go and try to buy some nice wine. That's why I love First Leaf Wine Club. They remove all the guesswork, doing all the hard work and discover great wines so I can just enjoy them. First Leaf winemakers sample 10,000 wines a year across five continents and 12 countries and select only the best bottles for the club. First Leaf believes wine is personal. They create a custom wine print for each member and match their vast portfolio of wines to each person's unique taste preferences once you take their five-minute quiz. The more wines you rate, the more each shipment is personalized to your taste. Celebrate your special firsts and the moments that count with First Leaf, the wine club designed to help you discover new wines you'll love, personalized to your taste and delivered to your door join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping go to tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing that's tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing for six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping here's a toast to first may you enjoy them with the people you love from the first sip to the last tryfirstleaf.com slash pushing back to pushing through you know, you know who he does remind me of in that sense, and, it, and maybe it's like the the celebrations and things like that. But it is a little Tiger Woods with Steph Curry, right? I mean, Tiger Woods made golf the stakes of it fun, you know, and the fist pumps and all, you know, and all the hype around it. You were like, man, I, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun watching this guy. I want to go play some golf, you know what I mean? And like Steph right. Curry, that that's how I've seen my cousins, my younger cousins. They all want to go outside and shoot basketball now because and they love Steph Curry. That's just like their you guy. Know, I, I watched Steph the, the other night. I watched Steph the other night, and 
you know, I'm always looking to, at, at body language and things. Steph Curry makes a runner from three the other night. Makes a runner <laughs> from three. From three. Yeah, hey, ridiculous. And yeah. and when you get old, Tate, you're not there yet. You have flashbacks. You know, you, you'll forget <laughs> things that you did 20, 30 years ago. And there was a player who used to shoot a runner from three every now and then. And Steve Kerr and I, we would practice that. And we would always talk about who would be the first to have the guts to try to do it and what would happen in our system. LaMelo did it in high school a bunch. Yeah, yeah but we, you're, now you're talking in the, the, the early 90s. You're, yeah, you're talking early in the 90s. NBA yeah, yeah. where three points, if you got up five threes, you were like, you were just bombing away. You know, if you got up five threes <laughs> back in there. But Steve Kerr and I used to look at this one player, Mark Price, mm. who had a runner. He had a he had a runner off a split, and if Midas, our phenomenal producer here, would be so kind, I want you to pull up Steph, Steve Kerr would shoot a runner from a split because he played in Cleveland with, with Mark, Mark Price, Price. Mm-hmm. and I picked it up, and I picked it up from Steve, and I was like, God, if I could ever get that in my game. And I would practice a runner. And Steve and I would always talk about shooting a runner from three. Mm. We would always talk about it. And when Steph Curry hits his runner from three, the first person he looked at was Steve Kerr. And I thought, wow, I wonder if Steve talked to him about shooting a runner from three. Because we dreamed about it. We were like, God, what do you think Phil Jackson would say to us if we shot a <laughs> Yeah, I think he'd pull you immediately. Yeah. And then Steve Kerr would always say, you know what? See that seat right over there next to on the bench? Both of us would probably be sitting in that seat over there. We would yeah. laugh about it, but we would practice it. You know, a runner or a floater. You could shoot a runner or a floater in the lane, but a runner from three back then was like kind of Unheard out of. of bounds. Yeah, it was out of bounds. Yeah. But I mean, when, even if you did that in pickup, someone would be like, all right, come on, you know what I mean? But Steph, Steve Kerr had to have told Steph Curry because as soon as he hit the shot, he looked right at Steve and they started laughing. So I, when I see Steve, or Coach <laughs> Kerr as I like to refer to him now, Coach <laughs> Kerr, I'm going to ask him, you know, is, that our, is this our dream coming true? Yeah. Because he's that, starting to shoot runners now, and I'm going, there's only been a couple of people I've ever seen do that. And Mark Price, to me, was the guy I, I thought, he can't do that. I remember he did it, and I thought, wait a minute. He just shot a runner from, like, distance. And, and Mark Price was in Charlotte, you know, coaching at Charlotte. And I think he was, you know, around Curry and Dell and, you know, I, Steph I, and I'm Dell. Sure. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure. I, I think this has been in the works for a while, you know, yeah. if you piece it all together. And, and it is true, like, he is the only player, Steph, I think, that has that green light to be able to do that now. Like, he that, has the exactly. freedom to do that. Exactly, and I think Steve Kerr <laughs> is, is secretly enjoying this because yeah. Steph Curry is doing the things we talked do, about. We do talked you think about Phil Jackson. Shooting. Do you think Phil Jackson has called Coach Kerr at some point to, to I, mention I, to him? I think this: if if Steph Curry played in the triangle offense, he wouldn't be Steph Curry. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I think that's a very fair point. That's a very fair point. Uh, well, BJ, I, I, you know, we don't have too many other things to hit. The NBA is, uh, you know, we're figuring things out. We already pointed out Milwaukee. They're on the climb um, to the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So that's happening. But I do want to talk yes. about the Bulls quickly. DeMar yes. DeRozan, uh, player of the week in the NBA, but then it goes straight into protocols after the fact. But uh, 
Levine, DeRozan, you know, Lonzo Ball, the Bulls have looked legitimate. Uh, Vucevic, obviously. And, uh, and what are your thoughts? Obviously, you were a for former champion as a Chicago Bull. Uh, what are you seeing from this team, and are you having fun watching them? Because I am. I think, well, I think they've had a good year so far. Well, Tate, it's been fun watching the resurgence of the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. They went it's, all in, and it worked out. It, they, they did. They, they went all in. You know, they get Lonzo Ball. Zach Levine comes back. They get DeMar DeRozan when he thought that wouldn't work. I mean, Tate, there were a lot of concerns when they signed DeMar DeRozan to say, ah, I don't think that can work. Mm. And I want to give the coaching staff credit because DeMar DeRozan is in what we consider in this era, the gray area, the mid-range. <laughs> and I'm sure behind the scenes, but Tate, we want to make sure we highlight it here. I'm sure there were a lot of teams who had an opportunity who thought about DeMar DeRozan who said, well, maybe he doesn't fit in today's game. So give Billy Donovan credit for figuring out or allowing him to play that mid-range game mm. because, to me, that's where the great players live. And we saw it in the playoffs last year. The mid-range came back in full form. Chris Paul lives in the mid-range. Devin Booker lives in the mid-range. Those two guys go to the NBA Finals last year. DeMar DeRozan, as you pointed out, is an Eastern Conference player. Yes. And, and he's thriving. He's thriving. And give the Bulls credit. The Bulls are playing an excellent brand of basketball. They're fun. They're exciting. You know, I love it when Stacey King says, turn up the AC. <laughs> yeah, Stacey, I love Stacey that. King is just on fire Stacey, during most yeah, of the broadcast. Stacey King is, is great. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's funny because I've been knowing Stacey half my life. Yeah. And the guy that you guys are listening to today, and he does a phenomenal job on air for the Bulls, is the same guy that I listen to <laughs> for every day when we were playing. He That's was awesome. commentating the games when we were when we were in the in the in the league, when we were on the bench together, when we were on the mm. bus. It's like the camera's just on him, and he was doing this literally in the eighties. Yeah, he's been doing this. It's Stacey, just natural it, it, to him. He he, and this is how he talks. He's <laughs> he's fun. He's always joking, and he's you know he's always excited about the game of basketball. So it's a treat to watch him. I love listening to them. It's a, it's a fun broadcast, and more importantly, the Bulls are playing well. So hopefully everyone be safe out there with, with COVID and, and all of the, the, the safety issues that we all are faced with today. And it's unfortunate that DeMar DeRozan now is in protocols with the NBA. Yeah. It's very unfortunate because he was it's the player, was he the player of the month? He was yeah, the player, he was player, player of the week. Player, player of the week? Player of the week. Yeah, he was the player yeah. of the week. So it's very unfortunate, but – Hopefully he'll get back there soon. You know, LeBron was out supposedly, and all of a sudden, a couple of days later, he's back playing. So hopefully, you know, these guys will get back that are in protocols. I, I just saw the other day in college basketball, which is your expertise, mm. you know, along with the NBA expertise. I mean, you're just an expert, right? You're an expert in a lot of <laughs> things. You're, you're an expert in, in life. Yeah, I saw the University of Washington, their entire team, right? Yeah, exactly. That was they, they missed the UCLA game. Missed the UCLA game. So everyone be safe out there, but give DeMar credit. You know, he's playing excellent. And the mid-range, it's not back. It's just that I think, you know, the truth of the game is going to withstand how they're trying to change the game. Yeah. That's where the great players, they all live. 
always will always it, it always will be available to the great players who can get there and and make a living doing it and it's funny because the the powers that be that were trying to change things to, to pace and space as you like to call it uh it left the space in the mid-range and yeah, so uh, now guys are able guys like chris paul are able to navigate it yeah. who defends it's two it's two areas on the floor now that no one defends no one defends on the post because no one knows how to defend on the post mm-hmm Right, someone should just be teaching some young player how to post up because no one will know how to defend you there, and no one knows how to defend the mid range because we're either shooting threes or getting to the all the way to the basket. Mm-hmm. So I want to offer this to our good friend in Brooklyn, James Harden. It's time for him to develop a mid range because no one would expect a mid-range game from James Harden because he's been shooting threes and driving to the basket for the last five to seven years that Mm -hmm. if he developed a mid-range, he would reinvent himself. And he he, would throw people off and probably get more space for his threes. Yeah. How about that as an idea? (laughs) Just an idea. Because right now he takes some of the most contested three point shots you'll ever see. I mean, no, it, he it, and he hits some of them though. No, I know. I mean, yeah, that's the the incredible part of it. But if you give yourself some more space by showing that you have another trick in your, you know, in your arsenal, that could be good. I like that. It could really be good. It it would be good. That's where that's where that's where the secret sauce is at. That's where the Big Macs are made. Mm-hmm. The secret sauce is right there in the mid range. <laughs> And then Spray if you have KD and Harden working out of the mid range, oh man, that's dynamic. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a dynamic it's a dynamic tool, right? You know, Kawhi Leonard. When you think of LeBron James, all the great players, that's where that's where they that's where they operate. You have to operate there, especially as the defenses get more and more sophisticated. Chris Paul. That's where Giannis. All of those players, they will get to that spot. Tim Duncan, mm. you know, you have to get to that area, especially in a championship caliber level game. Especially when you just need a bucket, you know what I mean? All those guys, I'm thinking about LeBron. I mean, his classic, you know, is basically in that mid mid post, but it's like that little turnaround yeah, fadeaway, yeah. you know, you which is like a, a tip of the hat to the Jordan, you know, late Jordan years. But it, it's a way to get an easy bucket in the mid range and to calm things down. And, you know, it's reliable. The three-point shot is not not always going to be reliable, which is why Charles Barkley was always going crazy, you know, back in the day. But Steph Curry, it is reliable for a shot maker like him. Well, I'm going to say this: and Steph Clinton. Curry is an exception to the rule. He is not the rule. Yes. Yes. You know, there are exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. Well, Steph Curry is the exception, but everyone else who's listening and whoever else is playing, you are not Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> So Charles Barkley is right. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. He's right. He got a lot of flack for it. But, yeah, he got know. a lot of flack, but until Steph Curry came around, <laughs> no one else had achieved that yet. So yep. give Curry credit. But everyone else, you know, abide by the rules of the game. It's just principles to this. Yeah, there's rules to the game. Uh one more shout out. Shout out to Joel Embiid, uh, for our producer Midas. He he's carrying the Philadelphia 76ers on his back, yes. DJ. I yes, mean, it. he is he is. He said he got four million. Four what was it? Four hundred million dollars in contracts, not on the floor. So he's just happy to to get wins. Um, which I I enjoyed that comment by him. But he's been amazing. And when it come when push comes to shove, there's got to be a star out there that wants to play with Joel Embiid. Because if you team up with Joel Embiid, you got a real good shot to win a title. Yes, you do. 
and James Harden. I, I I think you know I said it early. I said that early. I said now that it's early. in my head. I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, I, I said that early. I think James Harden has one foot out of the door. Mm-hmm. I think he has one foot out of the door, and you know I I I tend to agree. Once you reach a level, and you get a taste of that green light, you know being able to play. When you can come out and get up 20 to 25 shots, that's a totally different game than coming out and saying, now I got to get 10 to 15 shots and pass the ball and get this guy going and all of that. James Harden is a scorer by nature. Can he pass? Yes. Is he capable of doing 30 and 10? Yes. Is he capable of doing 40 and 10? Yes. Is he capable of doing a 50 triple, you know, triple double? Yes. <laughs> But his true instincts is to put that ball in the basket. That's his instincts. Mm. And right now, he's not playing instinctive. And Tate, the best players, the greatest players to ever play the game have all been instinctive. They have to play on their instincts. I can't ask a scorer to suddenly become a passer. Mm -hmm. That's not what they do. James Harden has to score that basketball. Yeah. He has to score it. That's what he does. And right now, the game does not look enjoyable to him. He doesn't look like he's having fun like Steph Curry. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. You know, I haven't seen a mean mug. and I can't remember the last time I've seen a mean mug from James Harden. No, he's just going through the motions at times. He's just, yeah. he's just playing. He's just playing right now. <laughs> I agree with that. He's just playing right now. He's, He's just, just showing playing. up. Hey, hey, hey. As I had a good friend to tell me, he's just getting his conditioning right right now. He's just yeah. getting up and down the floor a little bit, getting, getting in condition because he's not doing what James Harden do. Mm. So hopefully he gets back, and I think he has one foot out of the door for sure. I think he, I think he wants to really go back to the West Coast. I think he wants to go back to the West Coast. But if nothing else works out for him, I think Philly would be a good landing place for him. Mm. I'm just thinking about where the West Coast options could be. Well, it could, mean, be in, it could be in Portland. How about that? How about that? How about back to Houston? How about that? <laughs> back to Houston. <laughs> Back to life, <laughs> back to reality. <laughs> how about it? How about how about back to Houston? Can I? I can see Miami trying to get involved. Yeah, no. Him and him and Coach Spo. They're gonna ask him to play defense. He's not doing that. So yeah. you're asking. Let's get him back to where. It, let's get him back. Let's get the ball back in his hand and get him scoring thirty points a night. We'll worry about the winning and all that later. Let's get him back. Yeah, let's get him back to being the James Harden we all know. The MVP yeah, James Harden. Let's get, he, let, let's, yeah, like let's you said, could go for I mean, think 50. about this. This guy was an MVP player, and he's playing, you know, he's playing, you know, he's putting up some decent numbers, but they're not James Harden numbers. No, no, no. He's facilitating right now. Yeah, he's, he's doing like you and I, you know, he's passing the <laughs> mic back and forth, you know? He's passing, <laughs> no, I want to see James Harden, you know, I saw this the other day, and I started laughing. When you see your moves that you brought into the league working against you, 
it's time to do something different. I saw someone hit James Harden the other night with a double step back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, okay, it's time. He's got to go. <laughs> you know what you I know, mean? Yeah, that's got to get you too. You're yeah, like, you know what like, I'm saying? That's me. That's, that's yeah, that, Wait a minute. He's supposed to be hitting you with the double step back. <laughs> and now they're hitting him with the double step back and he can't defend it. So I think it's time to get him back to a place where he could do a triple step back or something. Yeah, I like that. I like that. All right, VJ, anything else before we get out of here? Man, winning water tape, you know what to do. We got to make waves. We will see you later in the week. BJ and I, we will be in person. Midas, Midas and I are going to go up, and we're going to record in your studio, BJ. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. the big news. Oh. oh. We haven't, I haven't seen you since the pandemic. Oh, well, you know what? I got the ones and twos already ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask DJ Premier to come on on okay. the ones and twos on the turntable. And the mic is going to be hot. Hot. There you go. I like it. I like it. I'm fired up. Well, there you have it. This has been Pushing Through, and we will see you later in the week. Push it.